Welcome to the Tabletop Gaming Magazine podcast. I'm Chris Eckett, the editor of the magazine. And I'm Charlie, the online editor. Uh, who's currently opening a flask of hot coffee. I'm trying to do it really, really quietly so it doesn't pick up. Which is maybe why she's slightly off mic at the moment. Sorry, sorry. I thought I could get away with it in time. I thought Chris would have a longer lead in. No, I was like, not. I can just take the lid off and then it won't make a noise when I drink it. So we're, we're, here, we're here today, as we often are, to talk to you about the next issue of the magazine that's going to be landing this Friday. Woohoo! Uh, it's issue 53 and it's got Monster Hunter World on the front cover and everything. It does. That was a nice surprise. I opened the thing and just had a look at the cover and was like, yes, yeah. this so, is a cool one. Uh, it's a um, good-looking game. Yeah. Uh, it's got some giant monsters in it. Uh, it's another adaptation from um, Steamforged of a uh, massive uh, video game franchise. Um, and literally massive this time. Yeah. Um, these are the biggest monsters they've ever done, which, if you know anything about Steamforged, you know that's quite a big claim. Considering they did the dragon a little while ago that was like, this dragon has got nearly a foot in wingspan. Yeah. This is like, the... oh my god, it's huge! The, these now. are over a foot. <laughs> Some of these dragons, you know, um, which is hilarious. I can't uh, imagine the size of the box. Uh, it was two boxes. That's how Understandable. They, that's, that's how they started. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get into that in the, in the, the interview. Uh, we talk about how um, uh, they sort of paired monsters and hunters together because obviously if you know anything about Monster Hunter, you know the main thing you're going to be doing is uh, chopping monsters up to make more weapons to chop other monsters up. Um, that's, that's probably a slightly unfair summary. Um, we've also got uh, some of the first images of the actual minis in the magazine as well, so that's sort of exclusive. Um, the thing is, you look at those, I looked at them and thought, they look really cool. And then I read what they had to say about them when you spoke to them, um, and they said that there was something like that they, they did them so detailed yes. that the video game makers were like, how on earth did you do that? We're not signing it off until you tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just incredible, but like the tiniest little, like, mole on one of their chinders on there or whatever it's like down to yeah. the last detail yes yeah, so all, the, all the dragon's moles are yes. on there yeah. um, are beauty spots accuracy and, uh, is birth, key birthmarks um, <laughs> and just general lumpy bits and scales really yeah it's a really impressive feat um, yeah as, as Charlie says the uh, uh, Capcom apparently went to Steamforge to ask them how they achieved that level of fidelity um, which is uh, which is just very funny because obviously Capcom did it at some point in, in a computer <laughs> program as well. So <laughs> it proves they do it well, though, because obviously they've got the various other ones, other like video game adaptations that they've done, um, and this sort of proves that that's putting them at the forefront of making them. But I do have a question to you, though. At what point do miniatures stop being called miniatures? Never. <laughs> They're always, we've yeah. got a life-size dragon. Really, what it is is that eventually, when you go to one of those conventions and there's like the um, like a uh, Space Marine that's like six foot six and you go stand next to it that's just a miniature that's really big <laughs> as long as it's made of resin <laughs> as, long as, as long as there's some resin or plastic involved or something, do yeah. it like you know how the Millennium Dome used to be but actually it's a dragon and then you hold your convention in there so your convention is in the dragon belly so what you turn the Millennium Dome into a yeah because you know like it used dragon. to have the really creepy like body in it Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, the actual yeah, and then you'd like thing. climb through it. I never did it, but like you'd go through it and you'd learn about the internal workings. It's like have that for like a con, but it be hmm. life size dragon because if they're always going to be, if they can do miniatures in this level of detail, they can scale up, right? I guess so. Then put the con inside. I guess they can because hollow is better, right? Yeah, if I mean, it's going to be a... that big for for transport purposes. Yeah, or just build it. Just build it there. You have to put a big three D printer around yeah. the Millennium Dome. Yeah, and then print it on top of it. Just wait ten years. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Feeding in plastic resin by helicopter or something. I don't know what has to be at the top, but just how I imagine it. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's our next project. Um, there's other <laughs> I'll stuff. I'll contact Steamforge. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an idea for you guys. Yeah. We're, we're, um, uh, we've got other stuff in the magazine as well. We've done that thing that we I, do, always, sorry. I, I always do, which is I've run off and talked about the first thing immediately. Uh, <laughs> I really just need to calm down. I need to calm down and tell you about what else is in the magazine. Uh, we've got um, the initiative by... Um, the designer of Battlestar Galactica. So uh, this is from Unexpected Games, the, and it's the first game from that studio. It's a sort of um, kind of like spy thriller type thing. But your kids who find a board game in the 80s, um, and you're just cracking codes and making sure all your people in the right rooms at the right time, time uh, at the right time, sort of pull off. Uh, and it's, uh, it looks really, really inventive. And then if you pe- pick up the magazine, there's actually one of the puzzles... Um, that they, they put out as a, like a promo. There's one of those in there, so you can actually do a bit of code cracking in the magazine as well. Um, so there's that. Uh, there is also um, Cantaloupe. <laughs> you can't see Chris's face right now, but it's like childish glee yeah. where he's just gone, Cantaloupe, big grin. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about this uh, in the magazine. I, I interviewed the designer and we are... Um, uh, I'm absolutely in love with it. I think it's, um, I think it's fabulous. Um, you're not quite as in love with it as I am. I, I think it's very impressive. I enjoyed it, but I'm not your level obsessed with it. Mm. <laughs> so what is Cantaloupe? Shall we do that first? Go ahead. Should we just ro- roll straight into it? Yeah, I um, feel like I should just like I can turn my mic off for the next five minutes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> um, so Cantaloupe is a point-and-click adventure game on your tabletop. It comes in a spiral-bound um, or ring-bound. Um, like a Philofax style thing. It's like a um, folder. A folder, yes, fine. Um, <laughs> fine, fine. Um, uh, in like landscape, uh, and then you fold it out, and then you have a um, you have a series of cards, uh, which are things like a magnifying glass, or a cell phone, or um, other items like that, um, with uh, codes on either side, and uh, you can use your magnifying glass to hold that code up against the code on the scene on the right hand of every panel. Um, to then discover a code that equates to a code on the left-hand panel, which gives you, which at the moment looks like scrambled text, until you put the little red filter over it and see what you're being told, um, which is cool. It reminds me of being a kid and being obsessed with like all the spy notebooks and journals and activity books and stuff, like yeah, being like- a really young kid. And it's literally that, like, find the hidden text instead of like... Well, it's, yeah, it does have that about it, absolutely. Um, but what it really is, what it really, really, really is, is uh, is a point of click adventure because um, not only is it, not only are you uh, wandering around uh, looking at things and discovering what to do next, but you can also ignore stuff, which I think is like the most important part of this whole thing. Which is you can, like like you would in Monkey Island, you could click every single pixel if you want, and hopefully it does something. Yeah, you can try everything on everything. And hopefully it does something, you know. And you, that, that is supported in this game. It's like you are uh, hilariously able to combine things that aren't meant to be combined. Um, uh, and that brings us to the second part, which is it's got the authorial, uh, authorial tone of those games, which is um, sometimes they're going to tell you that you're an idiot. <laughs> Literally. So on the first, the very first bit, and you're looking around a lighthouse and whatever, yeah. um, and I am the person that clicks everything. I want to yeah. know what everything says, and I may forget it, but I want to know. Um, so I'm going around popping things on, and one of them, one of them came up with something like, "Don't be such an idiot. Why are you? What did you think you'd get when you combined a <laughs> cell phone with a tea cup of tea or something?" <laughs> she thought, 
brilliant. Um, and then I amused myself because I was I thought I'm going to test this. What happens if I do the random ones? They have a list mm. that you go through. And I was like, I'll just put a random one together and see what it does. Um, and it was like, right, go find card. 27 or whatever mm. right fine pop in it comes out it's like you're a cheater you're gonna have to keep this for the rest of time to know that you've cheated <laughs> or something like that it was i did just not like, do that so i have it was really glorious it's very like self-aware and very snarky but yeah. in a fun like it feels like you're giggling the way through even though it's yeah absolutely a good yeah. tone to it i think and so this and the story of the game is you are you are you are when you are in control of your driving vaguely hook who is a um a criminal uh, who has uh, had to flee the island of or the archipelago of uh, Cantaloupe um, uh, because of one of his previous um, uh, associates uh, called them in on, called the police in on him in on a job and then all the all the good crime people left because uh, Mr. White I believe is the, yep. the bad guy um, uh, because he's taken control of the city it's all going to do. I'm really all under his control now. So, uh, you've got what you want to do. One last, uh, one last gig, one last, one last uh, crime, whatever. Um, but you can't put the team back together. You've got to make a new team, mm-hmm. um, and you need a lady. With the rubbish lot left over. With, with just <laughs> random people, basically. Uh, so you uh, decide that the um, you need a woman in red, as always, because uh, this is a Notions Eleven style um, heist, right? So it's uh, very silly, quite light-hearted. Yep. Um, no one's uh, not taking it um, very seriously, um, and uh, in terms of like the way the story's told. Uh, and then you also need a hacker who happens to be in prison, uh, and so you have to go break him out of prison. Um, Obviously. And this is the fun bit because you, yeah. know, you can just go to these places, and then you can just apply the tea bag to the um, uh, prison guard, <laughs> and then get a car going. You're such an idiot. Just like, <laughs> He looks at you funny or whatever. I can't remember. What it is. But, yeah, and then it's just the, the whole. But the whole point of it is that, as I said earlier, it's, it's an open world. You can go anywhere. You can ignore stuff. You don't have to. You, and what it does is a strange thing that we're not really used to in games because, because all these games. And this is one of the things that the designer says in the interview, is that you know the exit games and the unlock games. Usually you're doing one puzzle at a time. Yeah, you're just going. You're sort of wandering through a corridor of puzzles. You know, you're doing the hurdles or something. Whereas actually, this is um, actually a scavenger hunt. This is actually looking for things and um, working out what you need to do. And that also means that you're going to need to do the things that make sense to do, which is weird. We don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. We just try and beat the puzzle because yeah. we're so used to like being in combat with the puzzle. Whereas actually, you're just in a world where this puzzly thing's happening, and you need to kind of like you need to actually think about what you want to do, what you would do in that kind of situation. Um, uh, and that's how you that's how you make your way through make your way through the game I think it's one as well that it is champion to play on your own yes there aren't many games I, I play solo modes quite regularly mm-hmm. but I am easily distracted in most solo modes um, and it's very very few that I'm like actually I'm fully engaged in this and I'm mm-hmm. not just going to sit on my phone for five minutes and then go alright let's go back to it mm-hmm. there's, there's sheer enjoyment in you driving it as quickly as you want to yeah. as oh okay I'm going to do this and then right that didn't do that what happens if I put it here and the response that you get is so joyful it is it's almost like a conversation with the game that you're you're so yes. involved in um, that it doesn't break it doesn't break for you to go oh, alright I'm, I'm a bit bored I'm just going to grab my phone it's mm. what happens if I put the magnifying glass to the doorway or you know what I mean like 
you can you can keep trying stuff yeah. until it works and there's no real it's challenging but it's not difficult yeah which is really important and, and also it's hours and hours and hours to play oh my god yes <laughs> um, so it's one of those games that you're not going to finish it in one sitting no um, anyway, there's a save system where you're ticking, ticking things off a card as you go through that says, uh, you know, it kind of relates to events you've triggered. And that means that sometimes you'll uh, you'll do something and it will say, if you've already ticked this off, take this card. Mm. And it's just, it's, that's just the way it remembers, like, what you've done. Um, and so, but you can come back to it any time. Um, and I think, uh, uh, I feel like it's a game that could be played very leisurely. Yeah. I did it. Weeks. I did it in a couple of sittings. Yeah. I didn't do it all, all in one because sitting down for eight hours to play one game is quite a commitment. But mm. I did play it for longer than I thought it would, I would. Yeah. Each time it was always oh, I'll do an hour now, and then two hours later, three hours later, I was like, okay, now I'm going to stop. <laughs> but I did. I found myself. I preferred to take a couple of notes as to what happened. Nothing like I'm not yeah, writing down in detail the story, but yeah. sort of a just remember remember this bit because it might come up again later or yeah, yeah. those things so that when I did come back to it I hadn't lost it completely um, but it's almost it just felt like a nice almost like a project I'm going to yes. get through this as hook and I'm going to do really well and it's yeah. going to be great and then every time I pop back it's a feeling of satisfaction yeah, that absolutely. I've got a bit further through yeah so I, I, I fully recommend this for people who um, who aren't reviewing it for example and need to <laughs> do, do everything to <laughs> deadline you can do it when you want if you could do, if you could take this on a holiday with you for like you're going away for a week or oh, something oh that'd be a great holiday thing wouldn't it so good you, if you, especially if you're going away with your family or something like that and you could just all um, like maybe work on it together like and then you could talk about you like you could talk about it between between things you know like over meals and stuff like that as well as like oh yeah I think we need to I think we need to go uh, commuting to go to, the, go to the jazz bar you're commuting Train, train to London. Yeah. What do you do? You sit there. You either watch, like, Bake Off on your phone every morning. You could sit there with Cantaloupe. We could. It, I think it'd be quite messy. Nah, I would be, be really. I'd be really worried about uh, worried about that personally. Nah, you just need to make sure you get one with the little table. You definitely need to book a table. Mm. Um, yeah. So not, not one of the hilarious tables, which are just like a small triangle. <laughs> the utterly pointless ones. The like, pointless why? Ones. Why are you here? Yes. <laughs> just yeah. don't bother. Um, so that's put in our pointless table section. Um, <laughs> uh, great. Um, so uh, there's lots of other stuff in issue 53. We've got our X Men review uh, from uh, last last month's cover. Um, I enjoyed seeing the. I think it was Anna's review of Dwellings of Eldervale. Oh, no, it was Alex. Oh, it was Alex. But I I really struggle with saying it out loud, and I have to think about it every time because it's. Eldervale, and all I can think of is Everdale. Yes. And I yeah. keep misnaming it and having to go back and... Well, we've been doing a lot of Everdale recently. So, uh. <laughs> also a great game. Um, but that was exciting. So she gave it a must-play, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's there's been a lot of buzz around the game. Um, but she had the deluxe edition as well. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it's really... It's really uh, I think it's not deluxe. I think it's a legendary. Legendary, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Dwellings of uh, I want to say the same thing. Eldervale. Of course it's not. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, so really excited for that, and this this all lands on Friday. Um, there's there's loads of cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also have a uh, Carbon Manifesto, which is really um, hopefully a well timed uh, affirmation of why we um, play board games with other people, and hopefully that we'll be able to do that shortly soon. Um, I so hope so. Just want to get back to <laughs> back to playing, you know, 
really I just want to not be on Zoom <laughs> yes. that's all I want <laughs> so, stop me I did say some, I said something the other day I can't wait to never go online again <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously uh, not really possible but um. it's more the, the debate in my house about who's going to use the internet yes because we've got decent internet but if I want to play tabletop simulator or tabletopia I'm going to rinse more internet than is necessary if my other half then decides that he's going to like play an online game or something mine just crashes <laughs> like why can no one hear me why has it gone really blocky and you're like ah if this were a board game it'd be fine yeah so, so um so yeah but speaking of being online We've got a virtual spring showcase. <laughs> you looked at me so expectantly and I had no idea where you were going no, with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got a virtual spring showcase. We do, yay! Yeah. Um, Charlie's waving her arms all around. Exactly. <laughs> it's generally what happened. Um, yeah, virtual spring showcase coming up this weekend. This, this very weekend. weekend. Uh, you can come along and join us on tabletopgaming.co.uk yeah. to see loads of cool videos. Yeah. Um, about things like uh, like announcements, like playthroughs. Yeah. Uh, there's some playtesting going on. There's some even live playtesting going on, going on, which is absolutely bonkers because uh, we generally pre-record everything. Um, but we've got a whole playtesting section where people can uh, pop along and maybe you can pick up, maybe you can go um, play some games on tabletop simulator stuff like that. But there are a few people doing playtests as well. Yeah. Um, so it's all very exciting, and we're also trying to highlight a lot more um, indies. Yes, we've gone definitely gone for more indies than... Well, we, sort of, we always ask everyone. Yes. So I'm usually in charge of contacting people and going, please, can you, would you like to be involved? Would you like to come with us? Here's all the details. Let us know. Yeah. Which, by the way, is one of the favourite parts of my job. Because yes. the community generally, you always have like one or two, but the community generally is so lovely. And I come in in the morning and I've got like 10 lovely emails mm-hmm. from various people being like, oh, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am as excited for this in that sense as anything else. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that though at the point. Oh, no, we've got more indies. That's where I was going with yes. that. Um, and it's been so nice just to chat to people that aren't in charge of marketing, which sounds really weird. But yes, people that are like, would this be cool? What do you think? Or can, can we show you this? Or yeah. we've just this second finished this. What do you reckon? And it's absolutely brilliant and the level of stuff that we're getting through is phenomenal and I love I love chatting to the indie publishers they're adorable yeah. well they are um, uh, also it's a lot of people who are maybe making their first game they're prototyping something they've got you know um, you know, the, some of the playthroughs you'll see will not have final pieces they're not final print quality stuff um, some of the virtual obviously in there uh, obviously they've got straight edges and stuff um, but um, <laughs> uh, but, Priorities. But, but still but still it's a um yeah, it's a it's an interesting um, piece of the world to uh, to be looking at, and we've got mm-hmm. so we've got so much of it. So if you want to see what's coming up from uh, indies um, and big big names as well, uh, so we've got I, I think I mentioned this before, we've got a really nice free league uh, little announcement hidden in our interview um, where where I talked to uh, Thomas uh, Harnstrom. Uh, about um, all sorts of things like uh, aliens, colonial marines. Um, we talk about the one ring for a little bit. Um, we talk and we talk about Vassen as nice. well, as well as um, some other. How do you say it? I've always wondered. That's how I'm saying it right now. I thought it was Vazen I could from well reading be. it, and I kept looking at being like, I'm not too sure how to say that out loud. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure now that you mentioned. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Uh, so we've got all that. Um, we've also got um, some some cool stuff with like uh, Rock Manor Games, um, the uh, creators of Set of Watch, yeah. um, amongst other things. 
uh, where we talk about their, all, their, all their upcoming stuff, um, which is really, really cool. Um, we've got playthroughs with Eddie Dix. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we've, got, we've got Glenn and Mike. They're coming oh, back. Oh, Glenn, Glenn and Mike coming back, yes. I love these guys. Their yeah. level of humour is exactly what mine is. Yes. So they just sort of chat about what they're doing and what's upcoming and things like that. But um, it's just... It's like two friends having a really lovely chat. And yeah. it's so nice to sort of sit there and feel like you're involved in it. So super excited about them. Um, we've got Loki Battle Mats again. Mm-hmm. They are fabulous. Um, goodness, do you know what? I've been going through every single one of the videos this morning and now I have to remember them. They've all gone out of my head. We have, there's an interview with Cole Whirl. Yes. Uh, with, about Oath. Yes. Which is very exciting. Um, we have got... Go on, you had an idea. You're looking like you can jump in. Yeah. Um, I was just to say, um, shout out to my predecessor, Matt, uh, who, did, who actually did that yes. interview with Cole that we didn't realise until <laughs> until we got sent the video. It was really uh, lovely, though. Yeah. It was like, oh, hello, mate. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I know you. Uh, <laughs> I recognise you. I just there. a moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it's a uh, really lovely interview to watch, though. It's, yeah, I, yeah. It's probably up there as one of my favourites. Yeah, absolutely. From what we've got. Um, it's also um, uh, any time uh, we get to hear Cole talk at all about anything, especially Oath, because Oath is so clever, so clever. Did a you know we did a cover on it. Yeah. Issue forty one, I think. Ooh, something I like remember. That. I think that's right. Oh, and it's just um, yeah, an incredible game. Incredible game. The real meaning of legacy is is, is going to be held within that, and I'm so looking forward to getting my hands. Actually, on a physical copy of it. Um, right, so we've got that. Now, I was going to say, we've got um, our friends at uh, Large Potato. <laughs> so, Big Potato, um, they, they're bringing us um, uh, some totally fun new stuff that I don't think many people have seen yet. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, unveiling that as well. Um, and loads of other stuff. There's loads of stuff. There's so much stuff. Um, Shout out to our um, sponsors this time round as well. Uh, we've got Arcane Wonders yep. uh, backing us again. We've got uh, the Party RPG, yep. um, which is a uh, hilarious and um, also quite clever uh, RPG system, uh, which involves adding party games into your RPG. Um, it's bonkers, but in the best way. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, really exciting, uh, and um, and also of course Parabellum. Uh, our friend of the Parabellum uh, Conquest Last Argument of Kings yes. um, which is uh, which they keep releasing really beautiful miniatures for um, that I will never have time to paint <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, shout out shout they, out I love it because every, every week it feels like I'm always like this is a really exciting look what Parabellum have done as yeah. a like a new news post that I'll put up or something I'll be yeah. like they've done a new faction you guys you need to see this yeah. I'm like no seriously I know there's a lot but, but look at it just Look at it. They do. I mean, the whole thing is quite interesting because they, they they're doing things like um, voting for which factions. Yeah. Exist in this the world. The latest one is creepy, but in a good way. Yeah, like people with like clocks for faces yeah. and things like that. Um, and be careful there. Um, <laughs> and, and that, and that, and that Thank goodness that's vocalised and not in print because yeah, <laughs> one miss one typo. One typo it's a very one, different yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> very different thing. Um, so yeah, that's a virtual show. Uh, come join us uh, on the weekend of the 27th, 28th of March. Yes, this coming weekend. Um, it is as well. It's focused on looking forward. So yes. we've had a bit of a interesting 2021, the amount of times I've said that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, interest 2023. And then 
now what what have we got to look forward to like a fingers crossed lockdown's lifting at some point fingers crossed we'll be safe again but do you know what in gaming terms here's all the cool stuff that you've either missed out on in 2020 or that 2021 has in store for us and so expect to see uh, lots of shiny new things that are coming out or things that publishers just want to show you just like look this is really cool you can be like yeah it is really cool yeah yeah, so uh, there'll be a main stage on the homepage. Uh, there's a whole sort of like subsite of the website that you can go explore. Um, go check people's uh, uh, stands out, things like that. Um, and there's also uh, there's like competitions and stuff like that. So you could win a mystery box. You can win a mystery box. Got to uh, be quick on that one. Though. I think you'll be quick because this will be coming out on Monday. Yes, so you need to get there fast. Yes, I can't remember any places. Head to the website. There's a lovely big banner that tells you yes. how to deal with it. Um, yeah. And then during the weekend, join us on socials um, because that's where I'll be. And please tell me all the stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, tag if you can the people that are doing it because they're super excited to be involved and everybody loves praise. So let them know if you like their video. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's the virtual show, uh, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. And I, the last thing on my little agenda here that I've got scribbled down Go hastily before this meeting, <laughs> which I have not seen. This meeting, we're having a meeting. T- I say meeting. we're not. We're not usually. We're usually in the studio. We're actually in the meeting room today. So if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you've got a different acoustic effect, um, we're also sitting in the dark as well because the light here um, makes a weird noise. <laughs> makes a weird noise. So um, and that's, I'm pretty sure we're not soundproof either. So no, we're not. We're, so, we're um, doing a, like it's like a live premiere to the people that. There are like three people that are in the office because everybody it. else is at home yeah, exactly. that can just hear us yeah, so, yeah, we're, yeah, Sorry, we're a, guys. We're in a glass box being observed. <laughs> uh, like uh, like um, a, a, a broken version of Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> is it a podcast? Well, you're at one end not? of the table and I'm at the other end of the table as if it's like a high feast or some that's description because we've got to be far right. enough apart. So, yeah, so we're doing... Uh, doing that way, and that's why this might sound weird. Um, but my last question is about space. Space, I suppose. The final frontier. Yes, uh, but the final frontier of your shelves, which is how many games do you have, Charlie? <laughs> that is not an answer I want to give. Yeah. <laughs> like um, in your house, like, I, for all reasons. I had a nosy because we had a chat about this, didn't we? Because mm-hmm. I, I asked on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and Facebook what people's game collection sizes were like um, and then it spawned a conversation between us as to what are like um, I have about 60 yeah but that is what I'm surprised of is how many little games I have mm. like little tin box games or mm. those sorts of ones which I feel like I'm like they, they don't count it's fine but then I feel like that's when I'm just ju- justifying to my other half yeah. how many games I've got I'm like mm-hmm. no no it's fine they're, they're little games sorry the number's not important yeah. it's just the size but I did think, as I looked at it, so I'm currently using at home a very narrow desk, mm-hmm. very, very narrow desk, because it was just what we could get quickly um, to be able to work from home. And it doesn't have enough space for two monitors and various other things. Um, and that was a point where I went, I've got quite a few games, because I ended up using my big box games to stack up next to my desk mm-hmm. so that they're the same height, so that I could then extend my desk across yes. to put something on there. So now my my games are now infrastructure. That's yeah. how many games I've got. I'm at that point. Cool. So we think 60? Think and 60. And you're at a point where you don't just work in games, you work on them. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think uh, I, I try and keep my collection like around 30, 40. Nice. Um, and that's Wise. mainly because mainly I'm sort of reviewing things and that sort of... So there's a constant churn of stuff on the shelf. Um, and uh, But my question... I, I, I found some of the numbers we were getting back from people online just... Terrifying. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's... Okay, so Nick Nick from The Ludicrous answered, and he said, you know, 3,000. 
whatever. But he does run like a premier um, like games cafe yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so that's okay. Um, uh, but it appeared that some very normal people have thousands of games. Yeah. All I could think of is like, so, so I have so many questions. Where, where, where do you put them? Do you combine your expansions into one game, like yep. one box to save? You must have to because you need to save space when you've got that many. Have you like, have you built an extension with the games? Because yeah. where else do you put them? How big is your house? And like, I know you see those pictures, and they're generally people in America that have got like the basement and they've kitted it out with the beautiful. I'm just going to immediately say, have you, have you seen the that, the video of someone who made a video rental store saw in their basement? No. Okay. Well, maybe I'll put a link to that in the description <laughs> then, if I remember. Um, and someone who made it, because it's just the, uh, I, I think it's like one of the most American things I've ever seen, which is, yeah, they've turned, they, so obviously they've got, an, uh, kind of, I'm going to say a normal basement, uh, and then they've uh, bricked up one side and put a window in. So there's like a shop and it ring, the doorbell rings and then there's <laughs> got a load of racking and then there's a load of, and then it's just um, DVDs on shelves and stuff and it's like huge. It's huge. Why don't we have that for board games? Well, don't, well, we do. I mean, we do. But, <laughs> but not in someone's basement. Not in someone's basement. <laughs> that I'm aware of. Um, that I'm aware of. Um, that might be the case for some people. Please write. Let us know in the comments if write, so. Yeah. Write, write, please, please write in. <laughs> to tell us about your basement. Um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, where do they keep them? I don't know where these people keep them. No. Uh, I mean, mine, mine are spread across the house. So there's the ones in sort of my room, in inverted commas, where I'm working, which is the second like a spare bedroom the first one has now been converted into a full-time office so there's some in the office there's some in my office and then there's also some by the front door because i'm like right i need to remember to take those back to work or i'll, I'll show those mm. next time i go into work or and then there's some in the living room because i might have played them or i might put them to one side or yeah. i might want to do a tiktok on them or something like that and they've, they've taken over the house and I don't have the level of numbers that other people do no no, no exactly exactly um but i mean maybe maybe we're um doing uh, a slightly different thing because as, as you say I have um, there used to be one on the kitchen table because I needed to take a picture of it yeah, uh, or, yeah. Something, or something like that because that's where the nicest light is um, but yeah so they are spread out all over the house I, I have some lovely shelves which I'm so glad we got made now especially um, but now I've it used to just be books and mm-hmm. now the books are now um, I've done a horrible thing which is they're, they're double stacked because I've had to Ooh. make room for games yeah. oh I don't like as in they're stacked, there's books that you can't see the backs or the spines of. Horrendous. Mm-mm. I know. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's a real, it's a, um, it's a hardship they're going through currently. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I've got, I've got the same thing. Like it should, I should just about to be able to squeeze everything in, but it still spreads out. Um, yeah, and I, but I, I think, the, like, what's the right number of games? Because to me, I, I always think there's this thing, this like idea of like a perfect collection. And that's what I'm working towards. I'm working towards the perfect collection where I I will at some point some like the noise of Mario collecting a coin happens <laughs> in my in my head. And it's like, oh, I've completed games. Games are done. This is a, this is all of the ones you need out there and there's forty you never of them. Can. I mean, part of my difficulty would be the perfect collection would include, like, the perfect games in that collection. Yeah, that's right. So, for example, I wouldn't just have Everdell and the three expansions, or four yeah. expansions. I would... Is there three or four? Three. Uh, four. One, two, three. Everdell. It's fine. Everdell as it is, Pearlbrook, 
uh, Spirecrest and Belfair. Yeah. And then there's two more. There's two so more. they're not out yet. So four four total boxes. Yeah. I wouldn't have that. I'd have the complete collection with all the upgrades. Yes. Yeah, because that would then be the perfect collection. Yeah. Whereas there maybe is the eh, all right collection. Yeah. Um, so do you do you one in one out system for a perfect collection? Um, or are you just growing every collecting what you consider to be a perfect game to make up the perfect collection? Um, the collection is is sort of one in one out in some ways. I don't uh, know how you do this. Someone reminds but, about but not, this. But not really. What it is really is that everything gets to because basically everything on my shelf has been reviewed in some way, mm. um, and then uh, and then we um, and then there's then they sort of sit there for a while and they, if they stay on the shelf. Because uh, some of them will come back in the office and we'll distribute them out and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but uh, the ones that sit on my shelf, they sort of linger for a bit. I get to, I just wait for them to kind of fall off my brain in some ways. Um, so and I've no a, longer got there. This is a new game and it's great and I've played it and I'm really excited about it. You sort of calm down about it and go, actually, maybe not. Like, or. I'm kind of assessing it in a, like a broader context than I do. So for the review, obviously, I'm trying to take it into account everything I possibly can. Mm. But still, you are you're still reviewing something new and fresh, um, and you're reviewing it for people who might not have the same collection as me. So that means that when I'm looking at it, I'm I'm thinking, okay, so Lost Ruins of Arnak, that can probably knock out another game. <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to say you were getting rid of Lost Ruins of Arnak. I was like, but you love that game. I do love that game, exactly. So that's the, that's the thing. It's like, so what games can I get rid of because of uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak? Um, okay. Uh, because because it, it, it does some, it fulfills the role that another one would. That another one would, you see. So it's like, it's kind of the, the idea of, yeah, this, this um, that if this was all that was left after the, uh, the apocalypse, that someone could look at this set of games and go, wow, human beings were quite good at making games. Um, these are really good. These are all must-plays. Uh, yeah. Actually, they're not all must-plays. That's, that's the not, thing, they're, they're not, not all must-plays. Some of them, I mean, I think I've got a couple of maybes that I can hang, <gasps> hang on to. The horror. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's probably not true, actually. But, I think uh, mine's very much made... A lot of it is almost FOMO. I don't want to get rid of it and then wish I still had it, which is... Yes why my collection is larger than I would like. Um, I also have what I sort of consider like the pre-professional board game era, yes. which is the collection that I had before I started here and had to start being a bit more serious about what games I yep. have, um, which make up a large chunk of it because they, they're they more memory games. They're yeah. uh, not memory games in the term, but like they're ones that we sat and played we did this, this stupid thing happened, therefore I want to yeah. keep it because I've got that memory attached to it. So that's that's most of the pre-collection. The newer ones are, if I, if I don't like it, there's no point keeping it in the collection. Yep. But I am desperate to play some of them with my board gaming group, and yes. we haven't been able to. So some of it is sort of, it, I've played it solo and it's fine, but I think it would play really well with a group and I want to try that before mm. I get rid of them, but because of lockdown, I haven't been able to get yeah, everyone so. together to play them so I think my collection will thin down after like, or I'll go nuts and just yeah it could go the other have way. all the games guys yeah. but also I feel a little bit like there's there's always one in every group that is the board game collector mm. and then the other ones in the board game group will have a couple but you don't duplicate and you don't need as many mm. um, and I am that person that's the, the supplier of board games so. so I always have the really heavy like Ikea bag when we go to 
each other's houses be like look I've got games just tell us which one you want there's so many um, so I almost feel like a duty yes to it. keep a fair few so that we can play all the range you want a light game I've got a light game you want a euro game I've got a euro game yeah, that's you it. let me know I'll sort you out <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's exactly it you want um, you want to be able to uh... I'm so sorry after a brief interlude where uh, the 27 yes. year old had her mother ring her in work time Absolutely. very rude well no it's, I, think, I think it's quite normal and quite acceptable anyway um, so we, we were talking about um, the perfect collection and things going in and out of the collection and yes you're tr- we're trying to fit for me anyway I'm trying to say that thing of like that thing where you're going around to your friend's house saying I've got this kind of game this kind of game mm-hmm. this kind of game I'm kind of doing that but I just want it to be answer every question like yes. every and I, but I want to do it in like 40 games I think 40 is an okay number yeah I think ideally 30 to 40 is yeah. enough because you with the amount of time that mm. games take to play like, I mean I've got Star Wars Rebellion yes but I mean it takes an hour to set the thing up yeah. let alone then actually playing it um, so it doesn't come out very often yeah. but when it does we have a great time so it's which games are worth the time to stick around yeah and then in my case which games are small enough that I can justify keeping them anyway yes yeah, <laughs> like physically small enough yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a sort of my my main like vice is like pretty games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I get really like your gardening games. I do wear yes, exactly. Um, although I'm I'm okay at letting them go because I think other people should should have the experience of them. Um, but, um, <laughs> so noble. <laughs> I know, but uh, but things like the Jordan Draper games and things like that. Yeah, uh, it's just absolutely no chance they leave my house ever. Um, you know, people have to come to me and we play inside a. Uh, Hermetically sealed uh, <laughs> box or something. Um, mine, are the, mine are the big potato games. Yeah. Uh, or exploding kitten games from them because they're such good gateway games yeah. that no matter which group I'm playing with, I can always pull one of those out and we'll have a laugh mm-hmm. anyway. Because um, you do, like, I, I, there's probably about three or four separate groups that I play board games with um, and I try and tailor it to what they will happily play. So some of them prefer mm-hmm. the later ones. Some of them you've got no chance on anything other than a gateway game. Like if you push too many rules, a roll and write is a bit of a push for them. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's where you, you need your party games and you bring those in. Um, but yeah, I think I think thirty can do it quite easily. Yeah. To say I've got a little bit of this, I've got these, and then these ones maybe forty. These mm-hmm. ones are just my favourites. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. Yeah, so um, if you if you are at home thinking that, hey, I've got 160 games and I think that's the right amount, please please write in, leave, <laughs> leave us a comment. Tell me, okay, I, w- I want to know, where do you store them? Yeah. <laughs> How often do you play them? Um, and I'll also add in as like a public service announcement that Chris did for me is I was talking about how many games I had and Chris just sent me um, the article that we did on how to clear out your collection. Mm. It was a really good article. It was Matthew Vernon, I think. Yes, and it's, it is a really good thing, but I just, I can't do it. I just can't get rid of them. No, They're no. just too wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll post that on the website so you'll be able to, by the time this comes out, you'll be able to go and have a look if you're, <laughs> board games anonymous, yes. <laughs> you can get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can work your way down. Yeah, using the art of the D6. Yes. Which is, uh, it's basically six tips for, uh, or six methods of getting rid of games. Um, uh, to improve your collection overall. Um, I think all this stems... Uh, I was about to end the segment, and now I've realised I've got something else to say. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, all stems from my idea that... Um, I, I like this idea of... Which I, I hear, hear in the context of um, video games more, and it's like the one game that you play. 
and like so there's people who will only play civilization games for mm. example um, and they will uh, this will be the one game they play well, they'll, like they'll only play Command and Conquer Red Alert uh, or whatever it is like they'll, they'll, or Street Fighter or whatever it is like they'll have like one like one game they're really good at it. it's all they want to play they don't need to think about playing any other any other games at all and it's kind of like they're done it's, per- it's like a perfect system <laughs> mine is Borderlands uh, yeah, I've played Borderlands and that's that's pretty much it you, I'll be able to sneak in a couple of other games here and there but if you ask me it's Borderlands and yeah. I could I could just play Borderlands and that'll be it yeah you, you, it did used to be um, Street Fighter 3 for me nice um, <laughs> really... that surprises me actually why is that I don't know, I feel like... I'm really interested in parrying systems, which is, uh, we're going right off the reservation. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't match your board game taste. Um, which is what intrigues me. Yes, I suppose not, um, because I think the closest thing to like a fighting game in board games is like um, collectible card games. I yes, think I think that's maybe. probably the closest thing, because it's like directly combative. Yes. And yes. there's usually combos, right? right? Um, so if I was going to compare them, uh, so, and that's not that's not my wheelhouse necessarily, although I do, I do enjoy them. Um, uh, I'm more on the strategy end of um, my board game taste, yeah. sort of thing, uh, and narrative end as well. Um, uh, no, so that used to be it, but I think really my like game that will live with me forever is a game called Splunky. If anyone's played that at home, uh, the new one came out for PlayStation Five a little while ago. Let's say um, so. The things I'm interested in in games are. In, in video games, this is. Uh, uh, we're right off the reservation now. <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, are things like parrying systems and uh, roguelike elements, uh, automatic generation, stuff like that, um, permanent death, that kind of thing. I think I think they're interesting mechanics. I think this all comes from like growing up playing a Mega Drive and playing like arcade ports. So um, just used to like you get you know you get three lives or you get one life or whatever and you're done. To, to add in some context to this, if you like me didn't know what this game was, I have very quickly googled so I can get an idea. Yeah. Um, and it's like this like like side scrolling, like eight bit style. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. sort of playing off the really old graphics that you'd get yeah. on like I mean, the Game Boy Advance. I mean the new ones, the new ones. So they did an HD version as well. Um, of the first game, which is much nicer looking. Still like um, an old school sky, uh, yeah, yeah. side scrolling is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's a, so it's a platform game where you are splunking down um, a cavern to get to some mines, um, and it's just, um, it's quite hard, and you jump on things and you use a whip, and you, uh, there's like shopkeepers and things like that, and I'm not explaining it at all very well. Um, <laughs> But uh, the it's just one of those things. It's got the same feeling to it of uh, like a high skill threshold, um, which is also what I like. This is where I like things like Dark Souls and things like that. I mm-hmm. think that's uh, although I like that also for the uh, environmental storytelling. So um, <laughs> that's uh, the video game segment of uh, this <laughs> podcast about board games. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So uh, well, I guess it's just time to say thank you for joining us. Unless there's anything else. Is there anything else, Charlie? I don't think so. You'll need to come join us on the Spring Showcase. Yes, come join us there. Woo, get pumped. Spring yeah. Showcase. If you, uh, if you like this podcast, you should um, tell a friend. And yeah. Leave a review. Yeah. Tell us how wonderful we are. Tell us. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, for example, which is where we're putting our podcasts after the fact, um, you can also uh, leave us a comment there, answer yeah. things there. Just yeah. let us know. Just give us a, give us a shout. Yeah. Like, we'll... It's it's lovely to speak to people, especially at the moment, but always in general. It's mm. lovely to chat to people who like board games. Um, and if you leave us a comment and say, oh, actually, I've got 
50 in my collection and I store it like this. Well, I've learned how to do things. I've learned how you store yeah. them. Um, give us a shout. Like we, we love interacting with you guys. We love chatting to you guys. So give us a shout. Have some fun. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us about the Spring Showcase. Tell yes. us about your favourite board game. Tell yeah. us anything. Yeah. Get in touch. Charlie's bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what she said. It's not what she said. Charlie's stuck at home and she just wants someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's not being recorded. <laughs> okay. I'm a real person. So, uh, and our, our theme music is uh, bod- um, it's by Body in the Thames, and it's called Cloud Meetings as well. So you can find that on Bandcamp. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye.